I am way beyond a fanatic. I'm God-possessed. Get it straight. There ain't a demon on the planet that likes Mark Barclay anymore. If that's you, clap and shout one. Say, I am God-possessed. You better get ready. Did you bring a Bible? What a tremendous day to be a Christian, and I hope you are one, and if not, ask the Lord to come live in you right now. Call us, and we'll tell you what to do next. And you can change your eternity and your destiny forever. Please do it. Plus, you'll never be sorry that you walked with God and beat all this darkness, all this evil, and be able to live a good life while you're on this planet. Right now, we're in a series called Breaking Soul Ties. I'll hold it up for you in case you want to get it. I recommend that everybody everywhere has this series and listens to it over and again. Why? Because soul ties seem to be one of the number one things that the enemy uses. You get a wrong tied soul to another, it's disastrous. Plus, in this series, we're teaching on how does a human stop from vexing his own soul. Most people live with a vexed soul. They kind of do it to themselves. There's a way out of that. I teach it in the series. And so I'll teach it here some on the telecast. I want, I, I want you to get it all. That's why I'm here. Pray for us, will you? If you can send a letter, a testimony. We love testimonies. Send some financial seed. You don't have to, but when you do, it's a great blessing. Get your Bible and get some notes and get ready. We're going to study the Bible, and it's going to be awesome on Soul Ties. Yes, and amen. Acts 26, we've been teaching a series called Breaking Soul Ties. How do we break them? We've been talking about how you get them. What do you do with them? Why do you have one? This is going to be really powerful. I want to help you with this. Uh, Acts chapter 26, if you're taking notes, now we've taught on, one time we taught on, remember Lot who vexed his righteous soul? Then the second time that we taught on this, we taught about how the soul is vexed, what you can do about it. The third time, which was the last time I was with you, we did a powerful time, the Lord helped us, on how to get delivered from yourself, how to deal with yourself. And uh, instead of living all this protectionism, what do you do, you know, with all this, all these feelings and past and hurts? That was a powerful time. I got a lot of great reports on that, by the way. And tonight I want to talk about how to get delivered from other people. Acts 26. One of my favorite verses. Verse 17. I've read this verse many times, but many years ago, actually, when we dedicated this building, my pastor John Osteen was here dedicating it. And before I introduced him to preach, he gave me this verse. And he said, now, Mark, God is going to deliver you from all these people that he's called you to, not just here in this house, and from the Gentiles unto whom now I send thee. The people, of course, are the people of God. The Gentiles are the sinners. Well, what's that mean, Brother Barclay? We're going to get delivered from people. Their effect. People affect us. People are always going to affect you. If people no longer have an effect upon you, you're not alive anymore. However, 
the effect they have on you should not be steering your life. See, a soul tie is when it's not the right one. It's not of God. It's the trick of Satan to try to counterfeit the true soul tie where God knits like Jonathan and David. That's a godly soul tie. Adam and Eve, was, that was done by God. And he was amazed that this was flesh of my flesh, bone of my bone. And they were, they, they, they not, she was just not created out of that. They were tied outwardly and they were what he, you know, they weren't attached physically, flesh of the flesh, bone of the bone. He's saying, she's part of me. She's the rest of me. I'm the rest of her. We complete each other. That's a proper tying of the soul. Now remember, the soul is your volition. That's your willpower. Remember, I've taught you this many times. Let me back up. You are a spirit. That's what you are. Mark Barkley is a spirit. So are you. Born of the spirit of God. I live in a body. A house. Paul called it a tent. Jesus called you new in a mansion. He said, I go to my father's house and where there, there, uh, there are many mansions. Down here, he said, this mortal thing will be turned in the twinkling of an eye. It'll be turned into this new glorified heavenly body. Paul called this one a tent, but he said, your new one is a mansion. That's pretty good. <coughs> and I interpret that simply to say that in this body, you're very limited. You got to protect this body. You can burn this body, cut this body, smash this body. You can poison this body. You, you got, you got to, that's why God gave you a soul so that you have volition, willpower, the ability to choose, intellect for calculation, estimation, interrogation, say, so you can live on the planet. Communication, that's your soul. You are a spirit, you live in a house, a body, but you, but you have a soul. Now your spirit's born of God, if you're a Christian. But your soul isn't saved yet. Your soul, you have no guarantee your soul is saved until you leave the planet with a saved soul. That's why the Bible says that even though you're born again, it, man is the body of Christ messed up on this. Even though you're born again, you're supposed to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Not beer, cheese, and crackers. With fear and trembling. Why? When I, I've accepted Jesus. Exactly. You're, you're spirit man. You, you've been born of the spirit of God. But it doesn't mean your soul is saved yet. Right. Takes the renewing of the mind. Takes the deliverance. That's, that's why there's so many verses on this. Your soul is also your choices, your flavors. See? That's you, you know. If you go on your laptop or your iPad or something, it's your settings, it's your preferences. That's your soul. Your soul sets your preferences. That's why there's no physical attachment. And, you're, and it's only God's spirit that bears witness with your spirit if you're a Christian. So it isn't a spiritual attachment, spirit to spirit. It's your preferences that become attached. That's how a soul tie with other people will go way beyond your caliber, way beyond your, you know, your standard, your stature, things you've always stood for. But if another human can touch your preference list, 
and starts relating to your preferences, all of a sudden you have instant communication. That's why most adultery cases, sexual perversion cases, I should say, they don't start out because somebody's, you know, wanting to have sex. It starts out because there was a, there was a touching of the soul. I can, I can talk to you. I, I can bear my heart with you. I mean, I, can, I, I wish I could talk to my husband this way. I, I wish I could, I just wish I could talk. Young people say, I, I, I can't talk to my parents like this, but I could share everything with you. See, that's an illegal, biblically illegal soul tie going on. Now, I meant to bring it, and then I had a very busy day, and we had to race out of Detroit to get up here for church, and I, I, I forgot it. But I was going to bring a rope with me and tie it to me and say, Randy. And when we stand here, I tie it. Um, you'll have to just picture the rope. Tie it on my hand. Here's Randy. Come here, Randy, and help me preach. Hurry up. You're on international TV. Amen. So I'm going to tie this rope. Now, it's a long rope, but I'm going to tie it here. Randy's right here. I'm going to tie it right there, see? Now, so in order for me to make this tie between me and Randy, he can't, no, no, stay there. He can't be way over there. See, I can't reach him over there. So there's no way to tie this rope on him unless I can snuggle up to him. No soul tie is made from a distance. It takes a connector to somebody else. Why do you think seven out of ten sexual perversion, adulterous cases now spark on Facebook? Proven statistic. Seven out of ten? Excuse me. Is that like 70%? Let me think about my Harrison High math teacher. Seven out of ten. 70%? Of all adulterous separation, divorce, sexual perversion cases were initiated on Facebook? Yeah, because unless you're on the friends list, you can't get close enough for me to tie this knot and to tie his. Now, no, now here, let's just say the rope is from here to that pillar, Randy, and then the rope's all done. I wish I had the rope. but So Randy, can, he doesn't have to be right in the car with me. He doesn't have to be right in my house with me. Uh, but he's only going so far from here to here. We're tied together. We're, all, we're, we're, we're tied. He can run around a circle all around me and all I got, I mean, he's not going anywhere. He's tied to me. He might not even want me anymore. But he's so tied to me. And especially if I'm the only guy with a key to take that thing off that I put on him. Right? right. Now again, I want you to get a simple illustration. That's why I'm keeping it simple. Come here, Randy. If him and I do not find a common reason to stand close together and something to agree upon, I'll never get this knotted on my arm and on his. I got to get him in. I got to reel him in. I got to find a common ground. Now, what if this, thank you, Randy. What if this was, what if, uh, you know, a, a man, he's lonely. I don't know. He's peeking at porn. He's, I don't know. But he, for some reason, he hooks up with this woman. He didn't pick her up like a prostitute in the street and pay money. He picked her up on Facebook or tweeting or before that, you know, the internet th communication and social sites. 
right? Come here, Leonora. You're an elder and a minister's wife, so I'm safe to do this, even though Vicky's out of town. So what if I, wait a minute, what if, uh, now Leonora, her and I, this is all fake, it's just a story. Her and I went to school together. I remember her from the seventh grade. Yeah, she was one hot cheerleader. <laughs> That's my memory of her from the seventh grade. Right? Now I have a question. Why would I even be looking for an old seventh grade cheerleader? Okay, so I got to find a way to get her tied to me somehow. We got to, you know, so I just can't call her on the phone. She's married, I'm married, you know. I got to, I'm going to have to find a way. See, this is what happens. I got to find a way. How can I communicate to her? How can I initiate her preferences? How can we talk about something that's common ground? Because if I can... I can tie this on here and tie this on here, see? And now she's not getting away from me unless she casts me out of her soul. And the tighter this gets and the more we talk, the more I'm going to reel her in and the more she's going to be reeled in. Or it could be the other way around. Maybe she put the move on me. What's the difference? So we can even say, this is wrong. Oh, we're tied. I try to get away, see? Or she might try to get away, and, I'll, I'll, and pretty soon the rope runs out. You're not going very far. Thank you, Leonora. Is this making the kind of sense I want it to? This is, this is, what I just illustrated, as simple as it was, is one of the most powerful tools of Satan to royally mess up your life. Now, I illustrated like two humans, but... It might not have anything to do with lust or dating or sex or loneliness. What if it just had to do with I'm hurting and, I, and, and you, run, you bump into an old friend and uh, maybe not even Facebook. I don't know, down at the store or something. Who knows? Hadn't seen anybody in a long time. And there's a lot of stuff happening seeing people from a long time ago. And they just say, uh, how you doing, man? How you doing, Mark? Oh, man, I tell you, I've been fighting some stuff for five years. It's just... He's just getting me down, and, and, I, and I, how are you doing? I haven't seen you in 25 years. Oh, I'm doing all right. Uh, I used to have that same problem. What do you mean used to? Well, I got into this little thing here, you know, and what thing? Well, I could tell you about it if you want, if you want to share sometime. But, uh, and before you know it, that guy just sold tied to this guy, and now he's stuck on drugs, all in the name of finding some instant relief. The point is, it doesn't matter what topic is it drugs? Is it relief? Is it relief from pain? Is it somebody to talk to? Is it, I don't know, but what something, it wasn't spirit to spirit. It wasn't body to body, not in the beginning. It was, it was feelings to feelings. Somewhere something was in common that made a tie. Even good soul ties always happen with something in common. So we know it works that way because it even works that way with something that's a good biblically legal soul tie. Jonathan and David is a great example of that, right? Paul and, uh, Paul and Silas, another great example. Barnabas and John Mark. On and on and on, see. So it works this way in the good. 
but delivered from the people that I am called to preach the gospel to? How's this work? God will literally anoint you and me to be delivered from the effect that people have on us. And you know, I, I think I dealt with this a little bit last time, so I won't deal with it very long. We'll go to our next verse. You know, in, in this society, even, even in America, in this society today, socially today, no matter what country you're from, I guess, socially today, we are programmed for effect. We say things for effect. Kids really quick, before they're ever 12 years old, Learn how to tell you, mama, what you want to hear, not what they want to say, not what they're feeling, what they think will massage you and mobilize you and, and manipulate you with their answer. There, it's like this demon that has grabbed the soul of every human at a young age and we start growing up and most people live all their life trying to please everybody else around them. The biggest movement, the biggest church movement in modern history is a soulful movement that we're in right now. It's not about pleasing God. It's about pleasing man. Let's, let's kick God out and make it easy for visitors. God's not popular, so let's kick out the Holy Spirit and be seeker or visitor. Seeker means visitor. I'm not, I'm not for offending seekers. I'm just saying I'm not for kicking God out at the expense of making them feel comfortable. Or doing anything else to live my life to please everybody around me. You know, the world has a standard. And they standardize by image. Mm-hmm. Sure. By the time you're 14, if you're 20 pounds overweight, they've got you convinced you're fat, ugly, and you'll amount to nothing. And what man would want you? Now, I have a question for you. You got any verses like that from your Bible? Do you? Are there any verses that say you got to weigh a certain, you know, be certain height, width? No, you don't. No. But society has already imaged that if you want to be accepted by others and be pleasing to man and be a human worshiper and have them worship you, of course, that you must fit the description, the image, the, you know, fit into this. And you'll have everything you want. They advertise everything this, from medicine to cars. You ever notice that? It's either some hunk of a man with his shirt off, tightening up his belt in the commercial, or it's four hot chicks. If you buy this car, look what you get. Wear these jeans, man. You'll be the talk of the town. We are spending millions of millions of dollars Buying image hardware, image software, meaning cars. We have a status, man. If, you, if, a, if someone drives up in a Chevrolet, oh, that's nice, nice car, good for you. Someone drives up in a Mercedes, wow, that costs a lot of money. They must be great. Before you even know them, how you know they didn't just steal it from the Mercedes dealer? Right? See, we're programmed. A, a, a teenager comes up 
and they got on the hottest jeans happening, man. <clears throat> and you know, it's got just the right little razor cut in it and the little worn out spot and the little, you know, jingle tingle and twingle and, you know, <clears throat> right color and the right fade. And, 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 and wow, that's, look at those jeans, man. They just cost money and they're cool. Here comes old J.C. Penny Wrangler. It's like, oh, man, on earth she wearing those for? It's all based on worshiping humans and human worshiping you. You know why we worship God? Tell him what we think of him. That's why we worship God. Do you know what the praise service means? You know what it means to praise God? You know what it means to praise somebody else? It's to compliment them on what you think about them. So when you praise God, you're looking up, you're telling your God, you're praising his works. I praise you for who you are and what you've done. Well, when you praise humans, you're doing the same thing. And our whole society now is based on this soul tie. Don't you dare look at me like that. These companies hire professional soul tie companies to get you hooked on clothing, jewelry, hairstyle, cars, bicycles, tricycles, skateboards, and music. And music. Yeah. And even a lot of the body of Christ totally dumbfounded about it. You know, music was meant to soothe your soul and prepare you for heaven. Music in heaven is meant to worship the almighty God. But on the earth, it was meant to melt down the hardness of your heart and to soften you up towards our God. Yeah, that's what it's for. Give you an opportunity to look up and Tell your God what you think about him. To voice your praise, what you think about our God. His mighty works, what he's done in your life. See, that's praise. But Satan, when he was booted, still a, still a musician, was now defrocked, no longer anointed, dismissed, and perverted, but he's still a musician. The Bible says originally pipes and horns and everything were built right into him. He didn't need a band. He was a band by the creation of God when his name was Lucifer. He come to the earth. He's, just because he's come to the earth doesn't mean he's not an angel. He's just a fallen angel. He's a cursed angel. It doesn't mean that God recreated him. It means his nature changed. And therefore, the music began to change. So the music, I'm going somewhere with this. The music of the world, I don't like to say of Satan because some of you like it and you worship some of those musicians and I don't want to offend you. I'm your pastor. I want to help you. But the music that the worldly people play, we make excuses of why it's okay. Now, maybe some of it is okay. I'm just asking you. 
Why do you make excuses? Why do you want it so bad? What's it mean so much to you? Why does it soothe you so much? Why does it make you romantic? Why does it make you, you know... Let me just ask you. If music does nothing to you, why do you play it? If music does nothing for you, what do you turn it on for? Any kind of music, including God's music. If it does not touch your soul, your feelings, your mood, you know, build you up, edify you, make you feel good, get the move going, what do you do it for? Well, you do it because that's exactly what music does. Satan's number one, and I'm going to prove it before this series is over, as long as the Lord permits me to keep going. Satan's number one soul tie needle to thread you to him is his music that rocks the soul. See, Satan will take that music, not God's music. See, God's music is meant to prepare your soul for heaven, melt you down, melt down your flesh, melt down your orneriness, melt down your stubbornness, melt down your hurt, the callous from this world. That's what God's music's meant to. That's the effect it's supposed to have on you, on your soul, your feelings, your hurts, your, your thoughts, your ideas, your, your trouble. God's music is anointed and it lifts the burden and destroys the yoke of your soul. That's why when people commit adultery, they seldom do it to Jesus as Lord. They got to have that other music. Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego, and Daniel, well, Belteshazzar. Thus, therefore, see, Satan will use his music to rename you. Because originally it was Hananiah, Azariah, you know, Mishael, and, and, uh, and Daniel. They all ended in A-H for Jehovah or E-L for Elohim, the name of our God. absolutely love bringing the Word of God to you like this. I hope you were able to watch the entire broadcast. If not, jump on our website and make sure you know when the next one's on in the next station. We're all over the place on television and you can come visit us if you want. There's information on the website about that as well. I want to remind you to get our series. That's what we're teaching on. How to break wrong soul ties. Once you tie a soul to a soul, it becomes extremely difficult to break that thing. That's why a lot of people, though they're good people, they live wrong, they get in a lot of trouble, they live in depression and darkness, they can't figure out what's going on. And it could be also, besides the soul tie, they are vexing their own soul. The Bible talks about this. We've been talking about it in the television series, but you can get it and go in even deeper. So order it now. Call in. Get it. You know what to do. Get on the website bookstore. Uh, Breaking Soul Ties. you got to have it. I pray you know my Jesus. And if not, accept him right now. Say, Lord, come live in me. 
Come live in me, change me, redeem me, change my path from damnation to eternal salvation. He'll do it. He turns nobody away. Then call upon us. We don't want anything from you. We'll help you. Tell everybody you know about the telecast, about the ministry. Send a seed when you can, and I will see you on the next telecast. Amen. <laughs>